The assassin travels through a nightmare world of tortured souls, ruined cities, and wretched monstrosities forged from the primordial horrors of the unconscious mind of Phil Tippett, the world's preeminent stop-motion animator. What is it with Phil Tippett's obsession with shit? <laughs> and clocks. Who even are you guys? We're Children of the Cheesy! Hey there, folks. Welcome to this episode of Children of the Cheesy. I am your shitling host, Sam. And I am your big boob pachyderm co-host, Megan. Megan, we've got an interesting one today. It's different (laughs) from what we normally do. Yeah, I think it's different from what you would normally watch. It's good, though. Every once in a while, a movie just comes along and sort of just defies all expectations logic logic reason ability to really like wrap your head around yeah or even to truly explain but we're gonna make an attempt mad god is a movie what 30 years in the making yes something like that Mm -hmm. so phil tippett the dinosaur supervisor for jurassic park (laughs) <laughs> he wasn't so great at that job. Yeah, I don't know why they greenlit him a film if they if he failed at you know keeping the dinosaurs contained. He couldn't keep them contained. Um, so Phil Tippett is the uh, mastermind behind this movie. To say that there's no narrative would be accurate, right? Yes. So like there are a couple of characters that you can follow, a sort of like anchor your understanding of the world around. Mm-hmm. But they don't have arcs. They don't um, have any dialogue. Yeah, there's no dialogue in this, and no audible dialogue in this entire movie. Yeah, like I think the little plague master whispers some Italian at some point, but that's it, right? Right. Um, So yeah, to to sort of like give you an idea of like what you're watching. Essentially, you have this assassin who is part of a sort of a a fascist esque. Uh, death of, cult, yeah, right, yeah, and they're all like warmongers essentially, right? right? And they're led by this um, strange-looking fellow with acrylic nails and acrylic toenails. Yeah, but like the cheap acrylic nails that uh, you know, it's like they're the cheap tip yeah, blue ones. Yeah, he's got the cheap uh, press on the cheap press on mm-hmm. nails. That's right. So he's got these, these cheap press ons, and he gets. Like maps and stuff from witches that sew skin together. It's very strange. Um, anyway, this assassin is sort of sent to this other world. Literally descends down to this other world mm-hmm. um, where he's tasked with blowing up something. Right. All you know is he's got a map and a suitcase. Yeah, he's going on. And the rest of it is just him sort of like exploring this world. Right. The visuals are obviously very, very intriguing and. You know, striking, striking. Yeah. yeah, I would say it's very striking, right? So you get these very uh, graphic depictions of dystopian worlds, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, war zones and uh, toxic waste sites. Yeah, like torture chambers. Yeah, at times dystopian uh, era in uh, steampunk industrial settings, right? Mm-hmm. Where people are mass produced and just as easily executed. <laughs> yeah. I will have to say one of my favorite parts is watching these shitlings just get taken out just so easily. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's like no safety standards in shitling society. Right. So like they're literally mass produced out of, um, shit and shit of shit. Yes. Shit of shit. 
Um, and they, uh, it's unclear what their role is exactly, but they have some kind of like slave-esque role to these uh, tumor monsters <laughs> with big balls and shitty buttholes. <laughs> There's a lot of poop. There's a lot of buttholes. Yep, and a lot of shitlings dying. And a lot of shitlings dying. Yeah, so like, in addition to the shitlings, there's also flying bricks, which are part of the society, so these bricks are... They're like traveling at light speed, just taking these shitlings out. Hundreds of miles an hour, right? Just don't stop for anything. funny. Destroy shitlings on contact. (laughs) Yes. And then the dead shitlings just get recycled into new shitlings somewhere in the process. And that's the life cycle. Yeah, so the assassin, you know, gets sort of, gets to experience all these different... uh, locations on the way down to his destination he gets down to where he needs to be which is uh, i guess a room full of suitcases um where i i I take it other assassins have failed in their mission several several others he puts this suitcase down and it is a bomb and he sets the bomb and the clock starts ticking and then he gets grabbed by this nightmare fuel Golden waste bomb monster, monster yeah. And it just carries him off, and the bomb doesn't go off, so whatever's going on down there remains down there, mm-hmm. despite the Nazi death cult doing their damnedest. They tried. They made an effort. It just wasn't enough. <laughs> no. Uh, the soldier is then taken to this uh, facility where he is harvested for his organs. It's some of which are his... Younglings. Yeah, so there's younglings. There's a lot of gold and pearls and books that he is comprised of. That, yeah, or maybe like that's his storage? Maybe. You know. You're not sure, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this doctor just like starts pulling stuff out of this guy. It's several minutes of him pulling stuff out of him. And one of the things he pulls out, yeah, is this worm thing that cries like a baby. For forever. A long time. A very long time. Um, and the nurse takes the crying baby worm uh, out of the uh, surgery, right, the, uh, the surgical center, and delivers it to this plague doctor uh, that just whispers Italian, and so it takes it in its clawed hands. Like a purse. Yeah, it holds it like an old lady holding a purse. Purse fires, purse fires. And then we have this very long sequence of the plague doctor walking, walking. through the wasteland. Yeah. Some are, again, visual effects are really, really fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, the visuals are incredible, right? Like, you get, like, shots of amoebas and little tiny octopuses as, like, part of this landscape. And uh, the scene with the bricks I thought was pretty cool, but it was way too long. Way too long. Like, we watched someone walk up a wall of, like, bricks bricks that are opening and closing. Yeah. It's really cool. It's cool, but we didn't need to see... The the whole wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it was a bit much. Um, we cut to the plague doctor's destination where this tumor monster is conducting a series of experiments and has like terrariums and stuff. (laughs) And I got to say the terrarium was different, right? So like this whole movie is pretty dark, right? Very bleak. Yeah. Both in its like, uh, subject matter and in its actual pallor, right? Like it uses a lot of browns and blacks and... Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of like ugly monsters and stuff like that. And then we go into this terrarium and it's bright, brightly colored, jaunty music. Yeah. Very happy music. There's some creatures that are enjoying some mealworms. Love them. Yeah. And it's all very, it feels a little bit more familiar than everything else does, Mm -hmm. at least in the sense that it's, um, not quite as, 
uh, yeah, bleak or desolate, right? Yeah, there's some sort of hope or something in there. Yeah, and that's immediately smashed, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's just like, like super fast. Opens up this trap door, and then the spider thing comes in and like nabs this fucking, I don't know what it is. Like a, It's like a person, but it's got like a hammerhead yeah. thing. And it snags that thing and then like takes it off into its into its uh, little hole. And, and the other thing is left alone. Yeah, to die th- alone. Yeah, the left to die alone, right? And the 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 little tumor monster just loves seeing that. He's like, I love harboring hopelessness. Yep. So he's like goofing around with that stuff. And then the plague master shows up and drops the baby off, and we see that the baby is uh like the process for the baby worm, right? So mm-hmm. it is uh, smashed and processed into dust through a very like convoluted process. Yeah, it turns into molten baby. Well, baby paste and then, and then to baby liquid baby. and then molten baby and yep. then and then baby ingots and then yes, baby, powder. baby powder. And then once it's made into a powder, the plague master just throws just it, tosses it <laughs> up in the air <laughs> okay. and opens up like a I don't know what it is. It's like a it's like a galaxy or a, a window into a galaxy right. essentially. And that's, I mean, I think that's pretty much it, right? Like, there's not a whole lot that that goes on. No, Um, not as far as, like, again, plot or anything. A lot is spent on the visuals. Like, like the bomb bomb goes off for some reason. Like, this is either part of the reason. Like, they were meant to see this before the bomb goes off. But the bomb goes off, and then the movie ends. Yeah, a lot of scenes of, like, bubbles. Yeah, a lot of bubbles. Um, yeah, the movie, like you said, is visuals, right? It's all about the visuals. The music is there. I think it adds to the ambiance, but it doesn't stand out in any way. No. There's absolutely no dialogue. Uh, the few characters that we do follow that anchor us to this world, um, don't seem to serve any other purpose than the purpose they are currently serving right. on on that scene, right? Like right. The assassin is delivering the briefcase. The nurse is delivering the worm monster. The surgeon is performing surgery, right? Like they are, they're all just doing whatever it is that they're supposed to be doing. The one exception to this might be the tumor monster at the end. I think it's called the alchemist. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been referring to it as the tumor monster. It's easier to remember. Um, I think it has some agency, right? Because it controls a few other monsters that shovel shit. But it's it seems a little bit more unclear there. Yeah. Again, this is more of... I don't know. It's, it's a movie, but it's it's not. It's not a traditional movie. It's like an artistic interpretation of yeah, you of, know, of whatever Phil Tippett's got going on in, in his, his head. head. Yeah, yeah, some shit to work through. Yeah, exactly. Seems like, <laughs> seems like Phil Tippett. Has a He's few got things. some despair in him. That <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, things to some things to consider. Right? Yeah. So different experience right it is i think that this movie will probably become you know a cult classic and because it's just that kind of movie yeah it's, it's weird enough to where people can kind of latch on latch on to it yeah um and it's um vague enough i think in its message mm-hmm. assuming it even has one it may just be completely um uh, nihilistic right uh but whatever message that it does have appears to be very um anti-establishment right like if there's any comment there it's probably comment on things like fascist societies and the military industrial complex right and pollution yeah yeah. right um the environment stuff like that so 
Uh, not to say that these elements are like hit you over the head. Like again, yeah. I think a lot of it is just like creating this very alien world and letting us explore it. Yeah, seeing what fucking Phil Tippett can come the fuck up with. Yeah, what what yeah. goes down. So, um, aside from this movie being about 30 years in production, is there anything else <laughs> worth mentioning about it? Uh, let's see. According to Phil Tippett, a lot of the work on the film was actually done on Saturdays by students who wanted to get some filmmaking experience. So, the scene of, with the mountain of dead soldiers was done by melting thousands of little army men together on wire, and it took six people three years to complete the scene. Wow. So stop things, motion, yeah, you know. Stop motion takes a long time to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. And if you're doing it on like one day a week, you're not doing it every single day. So yeah, that's gonna stretch out your production schedule by quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Phil has released, you know, three short clips actually, which made up about half of the full 82 minute film. So those are probably the ones that he got done earlier on. Mm-hmm. And then in a scene where there are multiple planets are seen, um, it's actually a direct homage to. 2001 a space odyssey okay so you know a notable person in hollywood i think you know made a well i mean phil tippett was a big yeah he's huge puppeteer right yes. like it was before cgi came along he mm-hmm. was the guy to go to he did star wars he did jurassic park so like it's not like this guy doesn't know what yeah he was he was what well major known. hollywood good movies consist of right and despite the fact that people give him shit as the dinosaur supervisor <laughs> well um, that's just funny <laughs> yeah he continued to have it have a good career um not supervising dinosaurs obviously no 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 so yeah it's a it's a very different experience um it's not it's not your typical movie no it's um, not but it's fun to watch it is you know If you're into other things that could expand your mind, this would be some, well, you know, be careful, probably. Yeah. Depends on where you want to go. Yeah. Depends on where you want to go. Yeah. Um, Yeah. This movie is, uh, it's very striking. Um, We have to give this thing a cheese rating. I I feel like it defies. It defies the cheese rating. Stop motion cheese, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Stop motion, steampunk, fucking... Butt cheese. Butt cheese. <laughs> yeah, depression, Shitling butt cheese. cheese. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mad God, give it a watch. Um, or don't, you know. We're just two people that recommend movies. This one I recommend more than others. Yeah, certainly more so. than Valentine's, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, folks. Well, I don't really have much else to say on this one. Stick around for our episode next week, our season finale. Season finale. Wrapping up season two. Yeah, where we review Maximum Overdrive. Oh, that one's going to be a treat. Yep. So we'll see you then. Later. Thank you for listening to Children of the Cheesy. If you feel like dropping us some cheddar, check out our Patreon. You'll get some warm, melty perks like early access to our episodes, a cheesy drawing from moi, and access to exclusive content. Head to childrenofthecheesy.com for the latest on upcoming episodes, merch, and other exciting things. Like, review, and subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. Like at Cheesy Children Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And also remember to check out our short series, Trailer Trash, on YouTube and TikTok. And remember, folks, even a cheesy movie can be worth savoring. See you next time.